up every stitch You've got to pick up every stitch You've got to pick up every stitch Hello and welcome to the latest episode in the Oz Movie Geek Halloween Spooktacular. I'm your host, Pato. Today I'll be doing a review of the 2007 horror thriller film from director Nimrod Antel, uh, who helmed the 2010 sequel reboot of the Predator franchise with Predators, uh, which is a film that I quite like and I think is uh, severely underrated. But he is an interesting director and someone who I guess hasn't really taken off as much as what I guess a lot of people did think he was going to, especially coming out of the gates with Vacancy as his first big uh, Hollywood production. He followed it up with Armoured, which is an interesting action thriller film, which I also own on Blu-ray. But since then, after Predators, he's only directed a couple of episodes of television here and there, uh, directing Servant, uh, which I did a review of season one, and I'm hoping to do a review of season two eventually. But yeah, he's an interesting filmmaker and someone who I guess, like I said, had that clout around him at the time because a lot of people were talking him up, similar to Alexander Aja after The Hills Have Eyes. Uh, A very similar kind of filmmaker in the sense that it's obviously drawing inspiration from previous um, thriller maestros, if you will. Um, And I guess the biggest inspiration here is definitely the... uh, Hitchcockian vibe, I guess. The opening sequence with the title card and credits is taken completely out of a Hitchcock film, and it's obviously playing paying homage rather than a blatant copy. So it is interesting in that respect, and it's a film as well that tanked majorly at the box office at the time. The film only bought in $19 million uh, at the US box office, and I think with the... Uh, tag I guess of Screen Gems and Screen Gems of course being a branch off the Sony Pictures um, brand. Screen Gems has this stigma about it where a lot of the films that they have produced as a company especially in the thriller genre haven't really landed. I guess you have the Prom Night remake which was a bit of a financial success for the studio and they have their thriller or two which are made dirt cheap during Uh, The September months of the year, uh, a period in Hollywood that doesn't normally make a lot of money. So they've had a few successes here and there, but I guess critically, they have never really launched anything of note. And they're always a a brand that I see and I, I never really anticipate a Screen Gems release. And it's mainly the Sony brand in general that worries me a little, especially in the horror genre. Um, There are, of course, the... Uh, TriStar produced um, horror flicks as well from producer Sam Raimi under his Ghost House Productions. Um, But a lot of the time, a lot of those films, yeah, don't really land for me. And I think Vacancy at the time maybe came out at a period where people weren't really looking for this type of thriller. I guess the horror genre was nearly dead in the water in the mid-2000s with a lot of high-budget, high-concept horror films flopping at the box office. Vacancy sort of came before Hollywood tried to remake a lot of those, um, you know, successes from the 1980s and 90s. And I think it was buried a little because it's a film that I do enjoy. I definitely note that there are a lot of issues with the film, which I'll delve into definitely. But 
there are a lot of things I thoroughly enjoy too. And like I said with my review previously there of um, uh, Freddy's Revenge and uh, Phoenix Forgotten, I want to focus more on films that people haven't really heard of or people don't really talk about. Films that I enjoy and films that I like to watch around this time of year. So that's why we're talking about Vacancy because I don't think anyone has thought about this film since 2007 when it came out and even then it was sort of buried. So let's talk about Vacancy. Let's get stuck into the film, what I like about it, what I don't like about it, but why I think you should check it out this Halloween. So take it away, trailer. in the interstate. I took a shortcut. To where? Son of a... How can I help you folks? Do you know a garage? Not this late. Meanwhile, I'm wide open here. I'm sleeping in my clothes. I'm gonna sleep in my shoes. Never should have gotten off the interstate. Looks like a real library of classics. Can you turn that off? David? Movista. I, I don't know. Is that this room? It sure looks like it. So, Vacancy, like I said, was directed by Nimrod Antel and stars Kate Beckinsale, Luke Wilson, Frank Whaley and Ethan Embry and follows a married couple who become stranded at an isolated motel and they find a hidden video cameras in their room. They soon realise they... Unless they escape, they'll be the next victims of the snuff films and I guess that's just the general premise and there's not really... A great deal of extra, you know, things going on here. There's, there's no secrets really hidden. Um, the reveal of who these people are, who are behind, I guess, terrorizing Kate Beckinsale and Luke Wilson. It's pretty obvious. Uh, early on, we meet Ethan Embry as a mechanic, and he, you know, he, he seems a bit sus. He's obviously done something to their car when they pull over for a bit of mechanical help, 
And, yeah, they end up stuck at this hotel or motel and uh, Frank Whaley's character, Mason, who runs the motel, is the bad guy. Um, It's really plain and simple. Uh, Essentially, there's video cameras hidden in their room. They video these people and them being killed. Uh, We see a truck driver which comes along during the film and the truck driver um, buys the tapes, it looks like, from Frank Whaley. And it looks like they've got like this inner circle, inner ring of, you know, these snuff films and they're obviously producing them and then selling them to um, creeps essentially across the interstate. So that's the general premise. Uh, And our two characters, Amy and David, played by Kate Beckinsale and Luke Wilson, are stuck here and they must survive. That's the general premise. It's very simple. The I guess the craft behind what's happening is... um, very simple too. There's not a lot of, um, I don't want to say creativity um, because that's not the right word. What, what I mean is there's not a lot going on that sort of elevates the material. I, I think Nimrod Antel played it very safe with this film, but I think it works for what the material is going for. I think if this movie was made today, you could have you know a bit more of a creative sense of what's going on by utilizing you know, longer takes, maybe drawing out the atmosphere of the situation and things like that. But I think because of the time it was made, especially with horror being one of those genres that was sort of falling by the wayside, it felt like it was the appropriate film for the time period. So 2007, 14 years ago, it, it feels like a film that belongs in 2007. And I think if you look at it like that, I, I think there's a lot to, to really enjoy here. Like I said, I, I think that the plot itself remains incredibly simple, but it works for the story. Kate Beckinsale and Luke, Wick- uh, I was going to say Wickinson, <laughs> Luke Wilson's characters are both very, uh, I, I want to say cookie cutter because they're, they're just, a, it's a married couple that are struggling with their relationship. It sounds like they're going to get a divorce. And I guess the situation brings them closer together. That's the general premise. It kind of sounds like a bit of a rom-com, but take out the rom-com elements and replace them with horror thriller elements and you've got vacancy. But what the film does well, it establishes the threat early on. We understand what the threat is. We understand how isolated the motel is. They don't have any phone service. The phone booth that's outside Um, doesn't actually ring to the police. Uh, When Luke Wilson tries to make the call, he only gets Frank Whaley's character on the phone. So they're very isolated in that situation and they can't really get out of it. The only phone that works is in the office. There's like a tunnel system that works underneath the motel so that the characters, the villainous characters, can come in and out of the motel rooms with ease. And all of that is well established. We understand what the threat is, like I said. We understand what's going on. But what I enjoy about the film is I really like the characters. Kate Beckinsale and Luke Wilson are really fantastic together. Amy and David, we understand the turmoils of their relationship. We don't go into it a great deal, but we understand their marriage is on the fruits. And that that's due to just some conversations at the start of the film. We see the two of them in the car together going back and forth. They're not necessarily arguing, but they're obviously... There's a lot of conflict in their conversation and I think that plays out well enough that we establish who these people are, what their issues are with one another without going into too much detail, which I appreciate because, like I said, the film is very simple so we need to have that aspect of the film that keeps everyone engaged for the duration and that aspect here or that that element here is Kate Beckinsale and Luke Wilson. I think they're really, really good together. Uh, Luke Wilson in this type of role is a gamble. 
we know him from comedy films. We know him from the Wes Anderson, you know, real um, artsy type films and a lot of independent cinema as well. So casting him in a, I guess, just a, a you know, like a thriller, horror type role, it, it, it's against his MO and it doesn't really feel like it's a, a role that he would normally take. But because of his talent and because of the type of actor he is, I think he does a really good job, and his chemistry with Kate Beckinsale here is really good. Kate Beckinsale has made a career out of doing these types of films, and she works really well with Luke Wilson here, and I really like the two of them together. I think that they make a really dynamic duo. I think their chemistry is really good, so when things do happen during the film and we we are introduced to the threat, when Kate Beckinsale is freaking out and Luke Wilson's trying to keep her calm enough we buy their relationship, which I think elevates that material. Like I said, it's simple. So we need that drawing aspect to the film. And I think that is the drawing aspect of the film. I, I think that they work really well together and I really like the two of them. Getting into things I don't really like about the film, a lot of it comes down to the film's casting for the other roles. Now, Ethan Embry is a very talented actor. If you haven't seen The Devil's Candy, he is fantastic in that film. And he's pretty good here for the limited screen time he has. This was like a pretty early role in his career. So I think for what he's given, he's quite entertaining here. I, I don't mind him. Um, but I found that the character that Frank Whaley plays here to be not in his wheelhouse. He's sticks out like a sore thumb here. And I wish that they cast someone else in the role. I don't know who, but I, I feel if you cast like a bigger actor, maybe in the role during the time, then maybe it plays a little better because he's chewing up a lot of the scenery, but he's not on the level that Luke Wilson and Kate Beckinsale are. The two actors are pros and they feel appropriate for the film. The film plays most of everything that's going on straight. So with that, you need an actor who's going to genuinely be scary and not at any point during the film is Frank Whaley scary. I find him to be over the top towards the end and he's sort of chewing the scenery, like I said. But he's not scary. So when he has the confrontation with Kate Beckinsale in the office at the end of the film, it doesn't really work for me because, like I said, I just don't find him terrifying at all. So I'm looking at potential actors that could have played the role. I'm thinking someone along the lines of like a William Defoe, someone who could play that genuinely creepy role and someone who has like that vicious presence on screen. And after seeing what William Defoe did recently in The Lighthouse, he has that manic side to him that he can portray on screen. So that's why I would choose something, you know, someone like him. And even if you swap the roles over, Ethan Embry could have played the role quite well, seeing what he was able to do uh, recently. Uh, and you could even cast someone like John Carroll Lynch, someone like that. I, I, I don't know, so, someone that could definitely play that creepy kind of, you know, motel manager. That There's definitely that... I don't know, that there's better actors out there than Frank Whaley. And I'm sure Frank Whaley is a lovely guy, don't get me wrong. But for me, he just doesn't really work in this film. Uh, everything else, so like I said, it's very simple. It's plain and simple. Um, it's a film I've revisited uh, probably like three or four times over the last five years. I do really enjoy watching this film. I find it to be at this breakneck pace during it. It only goes for like an hour and... 20 minutes I think without credit so it's a pretty quick film so from start to finish you're sort of on the edge of your seat there's nothing that's really there's no slow points during the film there's nothing where you're like looking at your watch thinking come on 
Um, Jess and I, my partner, watched it together and she was quite scared during it. So I think that if you're watching it uh, with, I guess, the right people, it could definitely be a fun ride. And like I said, because of how quickly the film moves, it doesn't really give you that time to sort of sit down and think, oh, come on, hurry up, and you're not bored during it. And I think because of the characters, like I mentioned, uh, you're engaged during it because you really do care about this couple and because of the way the film ends too, like it provides that closure with their relationship. They get back together, which is awesome. And they're going to survive, even though what they've been through is hell. There is a vacancy too, uh, which follows Frank Whaley's character with a different group of people. And because Frank dies at the end of the film, I'm assuming it's a prequel. I've never seen it, so I have no idea. I do own it on DVD, but it's one of those ones that I picked up, you know, as an external for like a dollar. And I've just never watched it. I just thought, oh, for completion's sake, I'll add it to my collection. But I've just never watched it. So not entirely sure what that's about. Maybe I'll watch Vacancy 2 at some point. But I remember when Vacancy first came out, it was one of those ones where you'd pick up a movie and the Vacancy trailer would be at the front of the movie, like most Sony releases around the time. Because obviously it was a big box office disaster for the studio. So they're obviously trying to ramp up DVD sales. And I think it did sell really well on DVD. Looking at it on IMDb, it's got like a 6.3 rating with over 100,000 um, recorded scores. So obviously people did watch the film. And I think a lot of that did come from DVD sales because no one saw it in the movie um, theaters. So I, I feel like it's one of those films that maybe developed a bit of a cult following after it was released. But it's a film, like I said, it, it's quite entertaining. It's not anything out of the ordinary, I suppose, for the time period. I really like the actors. I think the characters are interesting enough. I think that the film itself just plays well for this time of year because it's not a straight horror film. It's more of a thriller, but because it is a thriller, it definitely plays better than most. So I would definitely check out Vacancy if you haven't, and I'm going to give this one a 7 out of 10. Like I said, it's fun. It's you know a bit creepy if you're, if you're a bit susceptible to these types of scares, but I think for the time period, like I mentioned, I think it's a quite a memorable horror film and I don't think enough people have checked it out. So that's my recommendation here, guys. Check out Vacancy if you haven't. It's an entertaining film. Let me know what you think if you do check it out. Uh, make sure you check out my other reviews that I've done so far for Phoenix Forgotten as well as uh, Freddy's Revenge, the second Nightmare on Elm Street film. So yeah, check out those ones, guys, and look forward to more reviews coming at you very shortly. Like and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss another episode. And make sure you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at OzMovieGeek. Thanks, guys. And until next time, peace out. You've got to pick up every stitch. You've got to pick up every stitch. You've got to pick up every stitch.